Thanks for listening to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. You can now download our new app in the iTunes or Google Play Store. Listen anytime and anywhere on your favorite mobile device. Just search Hit That Line now. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Think about just where we were Elite Day 40 years ago. That was, if you remember, Tommy, the the first, that was COVID, the first uh, month that I had started the morning rush after the Super Bowl, and then COVID basically happens. It was a lot different 40 years ago on Leap Day than it is now in 2024. We had just brought SmackDown on the team Mm -hmm. because you had moved over uh, with me on the morning. Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, He's here like 30 days in COVID hits. I mean, it, and who knew? I mean, we didn't know that we were even, any of us going to have jobs in 30 more days. I mean, no, no one knew what was happening. That was a, a weird time. That's the last leap day, huh? Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Weird time. How the world could change, Chuck, in four years. Yeah, things have changed a little bit. I remember, uh, I guess we were getting ready to go to Nashville about this time four years ago. You guys were talking about time capsules. I put things in the house. I mean, I put things in drawers in the house so I won't forget where it is, and I'll find it five years later. So uh, the idea of a, remembering a time capsule, I'm not sure I could do that. Uh, it is funny when you're when you're moving. So I haven't moved in, I guess, three-plus years now, and every once in a while I'll open a nook or a cranny that I haven't in quite some time. And then, Like you said, Chuck, there'll be something there that I completely— well, forget the move. I mean, just things, hey, I need to remember I put this in this drawer. And then like five years yeah. later, oh, yeah, I put, this you have in, dra- I put this in here. You guys have a drawer in the house somewhere that's, that's your drawer? It's got like— your your junk in it, junk. your stuff. Yeah. I mean, I got one that's got. I don't know why I keep old bills and bank statements and just stay out of that drawer st- too. Yeah, yeah. No, I, think they, they, they been I know it's eight years old and yeah. it looks old. It looks uh, it looks like in, yes. in, inconsequential. Exactly. But don't you dare throw it away. Everything in there is important, and none of it's <laughs> important. And, uh, so the question I've got a corner in our dining room that it, that stay out of my drawer. And we kind of posted a little bit, and we were tossing out some ideas that like. For example, Troy talked about in the 90s that Charleston, the Tigers, had a time capsule. Greg talked about in the 80s, his junior high did one. If you did one in 2024 on this leap day, because I think it's kind of a cool, not necessarily tradition, but something you could do on leap day that yeah. is kind of associated with it. You don't have to unveil it in four years, but maybe in 40 years, um, 10 leap days from now, what would you put in the time capsule at this point? Now, the device or the something I use the most is just an iPhone. <laughs> that might be something in 40 years that like the Nokia back in the day is, yeah. is, is out of date and antiquated and, and like, why did I ever use this? We'll have something so much more updated, something that's more high tech in 40 years yeah, from but, now. But you could play Snake on the old Nokia. That is that is point. <laughs> Snake was a, a yeah. lot of fun. So I would probably say, and oh. this, this is cliche to put an iPhone in there, but I would like to see what kind of cell phone or tech device we have in 40 years. iPhone 86. Yeah. What, yeah. Would, what would you guys put? Oh, if, you, if you've got to put a time, if you want something representative of our time and what's going on, Guys, don't you have to put a COVID test inside a time capsule right now? Wouldn't I you do. have to? 
That's well, four years ago, maybe. I don't know about now. I don't know. I mean, it would just be representative of the period. That I think it'd be the iPhone. I think it'd be the Absolutely. iPhone. Absolutely. That'd have to be in there, too. Uh, I, I still have one take-home COVID test in my closet. Yeah, you have to have that in there. Uh, my dad has shaped the world as I, much as anything the last four or five years. Oh, uh, no question. Yeah, a mask. Yeah, that's a good one, Big C. I think I might be. I think I'm the only one, not just in the studio right now, but in our company that what's the phrase that I, I probably had it but didn't I didn't know positive. yeah at any point or what, you asymptomatic, asymptomatic. you didn't have it either Chuck it. okay I, I feel like the mo- the majority of my friends co-workers family had it at some point but well it's I, not over I mean, I mean you can still get it yep yeah. I know people that still get it now but it's not like it was yeah. but so far I've been lucky I haven't yeah. gotten it so, so if if you were also doing it wouldn't you have to have something Taylor Swift in a time capsule Especially with the Chiefs winning, not not even three weeks I mean, ago or whatever. Back it was. in the back in the day, you'd put newspaper articles in there. What, that's what Greg says. Yeah, there's no newspaper articles. There's barely. I mean, we barely have a newspaper. My dad. Well, you print it out. You yeah. print it out off right. your iPad. My, I was gonna yeah, say, well, Chuck. My dad. Uh, it's funny. So my dad's uh, is not the biggest tech guy. He's he likes hard print reading on the paper and now he's adjusted because the arkansas democrat gazette comes in the ipad so he reads the paper every morning but he does it on the ipad rather than the actual paper copy so you could put the ipad of the arkansas well democrat i mean if we, we wouldn't need a big time capsule if we did this correctly because the correct way would do it would be to scan and download everything to an external hard drive oh, and yeah. put, a, put a computer and a hard drive <laughs> in there right. and you'd, you'd only need about a shoebox if you did it right you know but that that's not that's not much of a fun way to go yeah. about a time capsule. It it would be cool to to unveil Chuck like Tommy and I were going back and I just remember it again. Mine was in elementary school. Did you say you didn't have one, Tommy? You don't remember one? Back I were, no, I remember doing one. Okay. I, don't, I don't ever remember getting it, dig, digging okay. it back up. You know, however many years later. That's Chuck, what I said. Who's in charge of that? Yeah. Who 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 is who is tasked with remembering? Hey, on this date, twenty five years from now. Somebody needs to dig the time capsule. Somebody builds a house on top of it. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, something that you just forget it's there. Do you, do you remember, Chuck, did you ever have one of those back in the day when you were growing up that you participated Why, in? No, no, no. We didn't do that then. Um, we didn't do that then. I, I, we, just, we just didn't. I, I mean, I'm sure it'd be fun, but we didn't do that. No, back in Chuck's day, you just mowed the yard and got your butt busted for acting That's up right. That's right. Got hauled down to the principal's office. No, I, that 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 was kind of a honestly that's sort of a thing that I've 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 heard of people doing, but they never did it at my school. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Well, uh, if you do do it today, whatever you whatever you actually put in, hopefully you remember in twenty or twenty five years or whatever, and you're set to try and remember to unveil it uh, unveil it at some point. To actually remember to do that because that's the important part of all this is remembering like yeah. Troy and Charleston or Greg. Apparently, Greg's unveiling is not till twenty thirty six, so his is a yeah. sixty year or fifty year. Excuse that me. Now that calendar. would be cool. That would be cool. Uh, to see what it's like. His was in 1986 to 2036, so mm, quite cool. a number of... Uh, Probably a Donna Summer record in there, <laughs> something in there, something disco, you know, the whole deal. 86. That's maybe a little past that. Maybe an Alabama record, you know? Depends on whether he likes country music. Yeah. He's talking about, you mentioned the newspaper, Oz, compact disc, uh, laptop yeah. at work, or some of the things that uh, he remembers back in the day. I remember, you know, not... It, 86 this wouldn't have been them but i remember back in the day we were talking about mid 90s you had the deal where uh you would plug it into the cigarette lighter and into the headphone jack on your radio to plug into your cd player that you'd set on the dashboard so you could actually play a cd in your car because no cars that, that 
any of us could afford to drive came with a, a CD <laughs> player. And that was that was the brand new technology to play music. Back in the yeah, they've definitely now now cars. Here we are. Don't even have CD players. Well, that's when you know you've got to go. You know, if your car has a CD player, you've got an old car. Yeah, anymore. Let's see. We got some uh, text. Uh, B and El Dorado said they did a uh, time capsule back in 1985 in his hometown of Center, Texas. Either you know where Center, Texas is. In the center of Texas. It's a, that's a good guess on that. <laughs> uh, Byron says that they did a time capsule back in 1976. He was in yeah. fifth grade. That's the bicentennial the year. Yeah. Help me on that. I'm not familiar well, with well, that when, term. When, when did they sign the Declaration of uh, Independence? Uh, 1776. Okay. By at the time that we're considered so traitors, be? the greatest men that are, what? 200 years. Oh, 200 years. He's yeah. trying to explain to you what it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're over there just rambling yeah. on. <laughs> years. Okay, that makes sense. Listen, listen. <laughs> what, what, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you sound like my dad when she was 100% accurate. Our 200th birthday. So, okay. Maybe, right, maybe bicentennial, maybe 200 George, years. Maybe George and the boys buried a time capsule. That's right. Years. Maybe they dug it up then. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty there of... There's been moonshine in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably one of those uh, those red, those red coats, too. All right, JR this morning is on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. He's got some thoughts on time capsules. Welcome in, JR. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, JR. Hey, you know what? I think it would be smart to be able to take some videos of football games, raise back basketball football games, Not and put them year. in a time capsule. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> With it, since NIL started, because they're never going to be the same. Those games are never going to be the same since NIL transfer portal started. So that, that'll be a treasure that you'll be able to now watch Here's what games. you could do, guys. Take a picture of a player driving an old car. And yeah, put that yeah, in a time capsule, yeah. like back in the day when a player actually drove a jalopy, or, or the scooters around campus. You know, yeah, you've seen those the oh mopeds. God, I love yeah. those. I miss my scooter. Oh, the scooter, best investment I've ever made in my entire life was Lily back in the day. I love that thing. Could we put, could for we, your scooter? Absolutely. Could we put uh, Houston nut straw hat in there? That too. Uh, what's uh, lose? Loose pants, Coach Holtz's pants back in the day. Those, uh, what's like the Lou Holtz doll or the, yeah, you know, yeah. the Holtz doll or the Lou Holtz book or anything else he sold back then. <laughs> That's which it. was a lot of stuff. Yeah. I guess he, he was a pretty good marker, too, it seemed like. I didn't, of course, I wasn't around when he was. That's ultimately why he was not the coach of the Razorbacks anymore. Coach Broyles thought he became too much of a marketer. Ah, okay. And, um, one night he was marketing himself on the Tonight Show, and a recruit from St. Louis went somewhere else, and that was that. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that story. So I, I, want, I want to take issue with Jr.'s uh, the end of that call there for a sec, talking about that he feels that uh, games will never, or the teams will never be the same. Games will never be the same because of NIL. Guys, if this baseball team goes on and wins the national championship, which I think they're going to do, you guys aren't going to utter a word about NIL. Not a damn word. And it's because the basketball and the football team, basketball team's in the midst of a losing season, the football team lost. That's where your issue is. It's not with NIL, because if they win, you don't care. You care about the win. And again, this baseball team, which has maybe the best pitching staff in the country, which has so many talented players that they plucked out of the transfer portal via NIL, guys they signed out of high school, via NIL, you don't care. So again, JR, I, I get where you're coming from. 
You're just wrong. You care about the loss. You care about the losing. You don't care about the NIL. Well, that's going a little bit far. I, I care about the winning and the losing. I mean, I've been around it a lot. I care very much about the winning and the losing. But I care very much about what's happening to college sports, too. Yep. I think you can do both. Um, Arkansas can win the national championship in every sport. And I'm still not going to like the fact that it's going the way it's going. Um, if you, I mean, frankly, if, if, if you've got some principle to you, I do think that you've got to look at both issues separately. Um, it's a lot more fun when you're winning, that's for sure. <laughs> and you do tend to overlook a lot of other things when you're winning. I certainly agree with that. But I don't agree that if your team wins the national championship, you don't care about the big picture anymore. Yeah. I, I I can't go with that. See, I'm, I think all the old guys, and I'm becoming one of the old guys, we don't see any of this as sustainable, Ty. The, the, the way it's going, not sustainable. And no one's pumping the brakes. There's no guardrails. Every court decision's going in favor of the players. And mm-hmm. this, this seems to be like a runaway. You, you know, you've driven through the Smoky Mountains over there going to Yes, you know, sir. It, you, know you know how you go, you, you got those runaway truck ramps. Like, I always thought those were neat when I was a kid. You know, if a truck lost its brakes, it's, that, that, that's what I feel like college football and college sports has become. Chuck, it's a, it's a runaway truck in the Smoky Mountains, and its brakes are gone. And we're looking, well, it's, we're, it's, looking, it's, uh, we're looking for the sand pit to run this truck that, into. That's a good one. Everyone, everyone fears change, and everyone resists change. And certainly when you've done it a certain way most of your life and it's radically changed, people, people step back. Now, I want to be clear. I've never been against players being paid. I've never been against that. I've always thought, frankly, a lot of people in the administrative offices were making too much and making it off the backs of those players. So I agree that those players ought to be compensated. And I'll be very clear about that. What I don't like is the fact that um, there are no guidelines. There are no rules. And if our mission, and I say our, I'm just talking about society's mission collectively, through college sports is to really develop young people, we are sending them the worst message you could possibly send someone that age. That you get your money up front, that you get something for nothing, that you're going to, they are going to have a skewed sense of what salaries are like when they get into the real world. And it's going to be sad because they're going to hear no and they're not going to understand why yeah. And uh, because they've not been taught the real world. And, and that's where we're doing these kids a disservice. We're the ones who've screwed it up because we do anything to win because there's nothing like it. Well, let's be a, a lot of, and I'm going to speak in very generalities. I'm going to use, I'm going to paint with a very broad stroke here, but there's a lot of people in their thirties and forties and fifties right now that are absolutely pissed off about this because you busted your, you know what, at a dead end job for 20 years to make, 50,000 a year or whatever and you and you're watching these kids on TV playing ball making 10 times that and it pisses you off. There's a lot well, of people that have that sentiment. A lot of people feel like Arkansas is losing because of NIL. That's what they blame. When you hear conversation about is the football program going to get it turned around? Is the basketball program going through a blip? Or is this going to become a trend? There's a fear that because of NIL, we will continue to lose. And I'm, I, I'm not saying just us. 
I'm saying lots of fan bases yeah. have the fear that because of this, we'll never be able to compete again. Yeah. And they may be right. Oh, I was having that conversation with someone last night, and I keep coming back to, you know, they're talking about all the issues going on, you know, that, that the public perceives within the basketball program. It's clearly not been a smooth year. Issues with football. Well, it's, it all tracks back to NIL. And I, but I keep asking myself and asking others the question, then why does, you know, every other program is dealing with NIL. Why are they not having issues? Not, you know, I can't um, believe we're at the very bottom of the barrel in, in funding. Listen, listen. Why, why are we the only ones having listen, these issues? This is the it. rich get richer, the poor get yeah. poorer. See, That's how it works with this. I, I do, guys, it, you okay. can cite one exception here and there, Ty, but generally speaking in this, the rich are going to get richer and the poor yeah. are going to get okay. poorer. And, 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 that, and that is true. But if you win, people will invest in the football team. We're watching in Oxford, Mississippi. Well, which comes we're, first? You have to. You have to. You, you have Which to, comes first, you the chicken have or the to, egg? Listen, it's an investment. You have to show this fan base that you are capable that. of the investment that they spend their hard work, their blood, their sweat, and tears to those said jobs you talked about. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what Lane Kiffin has done in Oxford, Mississippi. That fan base You're is right. not over what Arkansas could contribute. How many championships has Ole Miss won? Just let me finish. Just let me finish. They've won 10 games two of the last three years. They are most likely, and I'm not a big, the, the biggest believer in Jackson Dart, but he has every piece around him to get to the college football playoff. That being said... He does have a net jet you, still, though. <laughs> yeah, he does have that jet, too. He literally has everything he needs. If you build something, they will invest. They will invest here in Arkansas. The baseball program is invested in because of what Norm and Dave have built I'm not saying it's the number one in the country. It's probably not. LSU, there's probably another team out there, too. But Arkansas is as competitive as any baseball team in the country for the most part. So what's the answer, then? What's the answer? You have to make do with what you have and show that you're worth to be invested more in. That's what happened in Oxford, Mississippi. I don't disagree with that. And that's what can happen in Fayetteville. Sam Pittman has to show this year. Bobby Petrino, Travis Williams have to show this year that with less, you can still do more. That has always been the Arkansas mantra with the exception of the early years under Frank, who could go out and get out anyone he wanted. Since then, you've had to change it up, and really since the 90s, since you joined the SEC. Houston Nutt was great at it. He could go pluck a guy out there, get the most out of him, and they wound up in a couple SEC championship games. In some cases, they had no business being in. That is what you have to do as the Arkansas football head coach, and you have to be an excellent, excellent on-the-field coach in these situations because you were outmatched and outgunned. And once you do that, once you start to win, you will get more of an investment from this fan base, just like is happening in Oxford, Mississippi. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Oh, I agree, Ty. I, I agree 100%. If you win, people will give. But there's only so much you can give. And there's only so much money to go around. And back to your question, I mean, before you got going there, back to your question, I do think that for our fans and for a lot of fans, when you're not winning, people think it's because of the NIL. And in some cases, they're right. And, and, an and that's just the reality of the situation. It's an easy scapegoat. Yeah, no question. 
The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile device. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. And remember to use the promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Basketball wise, uh, I want to start there because we haven't really spent much time in an we hour got, and a half. Tom got pickpocketed by Vandy the yeah. other night. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, what? Uh, like, again, Vanderbilt hadn't scored 80 all year. They put 85 on you. They had won a road game all year. They won a Bud Walton Arena. Cal, or excuse me, you have the same record under Musk against Cal and Stackhouse at three and three. Why do you have so much tra- trouble with the Vanderbilt Commodores basketball? Not the baseball team, the basketball team. That is a great question. I, I wish I knew. Maybe it's maybe it's the professional connection that Stackhouse and Mus have both been in the pros so much that maybe Stack has some kind of insight into how uh, Musselman does things. I don't know, but his team. I mean, Arkansas made that big closing run, and they just they held them off. I mean, the, the three point play was a big deal. Um, there were way too many offensive putbacks and stuff like that, and. Um, for Vandy, you have to give them credit. I mean, they're down there. Uh, they're not. They have to win the conference tournament, which they're not going to do. Um, and they hung in there on the road. Uh, and it's just amazing that the same issue has cropped up here and there. Just you know, getting beat on the dribble on offense, and then um, you know, not securing enough defensive rebounds that, that it ends up costing you. And of all the downers this year, that's probably the the worst downer. And they could have gotten past Georgia, and then A&M is right there, one game ahead. And if they'd gotten past Georgia and then somehow, you know, got hot down the stretch, they'd have gotten out of the, the Wednesday game or the first round of games at the SEC tournament. And now, who knows if that's possible. Yeah, I'm just looking at the standings right now. If you win the other night, obviously you're you're 6-9, and nine, and you'd be tied with Ole Miss and A&M and – I think they get you tied for eighth right now, but you're really kind of tied for, for ninth or tenth. But anyway, it, it would put you in that position. Now it seems like with the schedule ahead, it will be impossible to get out of the first night of the SEC tournament. 
Kentucky and Alabama are both gaining steam. Both of those on the road, that's really tough. I mean, it's a big payback game against LSU, and maybe they can get that one at home. But, yeah, it does seem tough. And <clears throat> had they just been able to beat Vanderbilt, they would have changed the positioning. But it's just one of those deals. It's been a rough year, and um, there's been a few results like that that have just been kind of head scratchers. I mean, start with an opening game of conference play, losing by 30 to Auburn. Yeah, Auburn's a really good team, but 30, 31 is uh, just unbelievable. Yeah, like getting beat 50 in football, but – Hey, um, you, you yeah. look at Khalif Bat on the last two games he's had. Um, not no pun intended, but what kind of battle is this program in for to keep him with the NIL out there? Do you, do you, do you foresee a lot of suitors for his uh, for his transfer? Well, <clears throat> you know, is it that the, is that the way it's supposed to work? No, Team X reaches out to our, uh, to Khalif Battle and is like, "Hey, we'll pay you this." That's not the way it's supposed to work, but I guess. Through intermediaries and such, that's the way it does work. But um, yeah, I mean, he's a guy you'd you'd love to have back as a scoring prowess. You could kind of build up your offense around him. He, he's great at drawing fouls. It took him a while to get on the defensive game plan clearly because he had some games he didn't play or he played very scant minutes. And now he's he he and Tremont Mark are the big scoring threat. Uh, it's the interior that zone messed Arkansas up. I mean, it just did. And they've had decent uh, battle plans against the zones and, and, and in various games, and they've done okay. But uh, Makai Mitchell not scoring, the head scratcher. Yeah, that free throw uh, the other night where Arkansas did not get the rebound after had it set up the missed the missed free throw attempts, and then you know free throws are set up for the opponent to get the rebound, and somehow Arkansas yeah. with mismatches and with the the subs, with with the rotation they had on the floor. Doesn't get the rebound there. What, what did you make of yeah. that sequence, which I thought was large in the game the other night? Well, it was huge because if you get that rebound, you've got 21 seconds left, and you're down three. And there's a lot of possibilities from there. You could tie it with a three. You could try to go two and foul you know, early. Um, I mean, it, it gives you a lot more options than being down six. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, just, it's just one of those that in the moment – uh, Vin Allen Lubin just had, had, you know, he wanted it a little bit more, and he got in the proper position, and and you found him going up. So, just uh, yeah, that was a game changer right there. What what did you make of Arkansas's smaller lineup that was on the floor in that moment when you had to have a rebound? Well, I mean, I think you're thinking about having two three point shooters on the floor at that point, and uh, your guards are going to be more likely to do that. So. I guess it was just a calculated risk that Musk took at that point, to, um, and, and it didn't work out on the box out. Tom Murphy's with us here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Tom, let's shift to baseball. You got Murray State in town this weekend. Uh, I was listening to Phil talk about it. Racers have hit the ball pretty, pretty decent at, at this point in the season. Are you expecting starting uh, pitching to kind of do what they've done through the first two weeks? Well, it's going to be warmer, and hopefully that'll play, out, play well in the, for Hagen Smith. And he gave no excuse for that first game when it was in the 30s. And his grip probably wasn't what he wanted it to be. But he gave no excuse. But then he turned around and threw the six innings with 17 strikeouts. It was just phenomenal against a a really good hitting Oregon State team. They have a look of a team that can go a long way this year. So Arkansas starting pitching was phenomenal last weekend. Molina was on his game. Tiger was on. I mean, that's three aces. And if those guys stay healthy, they can take you a long way. 
Uh, now, the hitting's got to come around more. The, the Grambling game being somewhat of an anomaly against, you know, not the greatest pitching staff. So um, they're going to be they're going to have a battle on their hands. James Madison got one out of four, and uh, but if the pitchers show up and throw like they did in Arlington, then uh, you know the odds for a sweep are a lot stronger in your favor. Do you care about what the baseball team does in non-conference play, or is it just about what they do in the SEC? Well, having a huge non-conference record is a big deal for your eventual seeding and that kind of stuff and what your overall record looks like. And, you know, obviously they're on a huge homestand. I think they have 10 more. And, you know, you don't want to be losing games at home to non-cons. So the more you can keep that down, the better. I mean, LSU's already got a loss to Stony Brook. But, uh, and they, you know, they're a national championship team from last year. So you can do whatever at the end of the season. Ole Miss proved that by skeeching into the tournament and then winning it all. But uh, you're, the route of doing it at home in the regionals and super regionals uh, on paper is so much easier. And Arkansas certainly got in Omaha, not via that route, but it's easier at home. Tom, let's, uh, before we go, let's come back to Hagen Smith. Clay was with us yesterday morning. We were talking about what the value was of his performance down in Arlington. And uh, we came to the conclusion that, hey, he was a top 15 guy going into that game despite, you know, one inning and one outing. I didn't, that, that's a blip on the radar. He probably moved up more than anyone ever did with one performance because of the metrics, because of the, the velocity, because of the velocity on the slider late. Clay was thinking this was maybe a seven or eight million dollar night for him from the standpoint of draft capital. What do you think the value was of of Hagen Smith's performance in front of forty some odd scouts in front of a great uh, against a great opponent? Uh, it might be the um, the most valuable single game performance if you really think about what he did for himself. Yeah, that's a great point, and you know I'm not inside baseball to tell you the exact dollar figure, but yeah, if that moves you up into the you know top five top you know, eight picks, then yeah, you can put you could put a substantial price tag on that. And seven or eight million, that's probably not a stretch. So good on him, you know, that he didn't let the one inning outing against James Madison throw him back. He was on his game. Uh I I've never seen anything like fifteen strikeouts in five innings. That was I had guys who cover other teams around the country texting me like you know what? What is Hagen Smith doing? Can you, are you watching this? Like, yeah, I'm watching this, and uh, the baseball guys, and so that was really cool to see. Yeah, Tom, appreciate it. Have a great weekend, and we'll uh, catch up on Tuesday. Sounds like a plan. See right. ya, Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat, is at Whole Hog Sports with us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Chuck, I had not thought about it in the terms Clay presented yesterday, but you think about being already a valuable top half of the first round pick, but you go to top five, perhaps with that kind of performance, you can put a real dollar to that. And it was a meaningful outing that, that Hagen Smith had, but he does have to, I don't say follow it up with 17 more strikeouts in the next outing, but he does have to stay somewhat consistent in SEC play to, to keep that value. Well, yeah, I mean, the draft's not held today. Right. But, you know, having said that, he has shown that he has that in him, and he did it in a big environment in similar weather, you know, to what he'll do as a you know major league pitcher, at least the majority of the season. Um, I'm not saying if he goes 0-8 the rest of the year that, you know, this is going to move him up seven or eight spots, but he's not going to go 0-8 the rest of the year. 
he's probably not going to have a game like this ever again in his life. But um, they've seen what's in him. And it's almost as though now, go have a great year. Uh, Don't get hurt. Um, We know what you can do. And unless something dramatic changes, you're a top ten pick now. And the way they've got that slotted, yes. I mean, you can can jump very quickly, you know, from a 15 up to even a a 7 or an 8 or even a 10. Um, That money goes up in a hurry right there. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, let's get in your hog update this morning. you got SEC basketball legends that were just announced recently. And Arkansas is going to have Derek Hood honored at the uh-huh. SEC tournament in basketball. Derek played in the late 90s for Nolan Richardson. This Arkansas basketball team was one of the more athletic players that coaches ever had uh so congrats to Derek, who's going to be honored in nashville at the sec tournament guys at halftime during arkansas's first game of the tournament and then also halftime during the first semifinal game on saturday well good you know it's uh i'm glad they're going to honor them now during the you know their team's games i remember one year they honored some legends i think maybe on thursday or friday of the tournament and like Half the guys, their schools had already been eliminated and gone home, and there was nobody there to cheer for them. So uh, I think they changed that somewhere along the way and decided to uh, make certain that the legend was introduced when that team was playing. You don't want them being booed by opposing fan bases. I mean, because i got to be honest, if they're they're honoring a Kentucky legend, I'm probably not cheering. Well, here's the thing, though. Can you imagine? I mean, the competitor in you. You're 45, 50 years old, and the other guys are still booing you. I I mean, after all this time, they still hate me. You know, I I mean, if if, if you're a Kentucky guy, to have a Tennessee fan boo you after all these years or vice versa, I would think that'd be pretty cool. What is it uh, Musk says? They don't boo nobodies? Yeah. That's exactly right. Here's uh, some of the the notable names on there. Torian Green was uh, a really good player who's on that uh, that Florida National Championship, two national championship games, excuse me. Uh, Tubby Smith getting honored, a former Kentucky coach, and also Chris Lofton, who is one of the best shooters that has ever come through this league, old Tennessee guard that played with Dane Bradshaw back in the day, some of the more notable guys that are getting honored. But We were so close to getting him. Really? We were so close oh. to getting him. What happened? Do you remember the, the context of what happened? Uh, I, 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 I don't remember all of it. There was some stuff that went on. Well, we were, I'll fill in the blanks. Was, Tennessee was, paid him. It was us or them. Yeah, It was us or them at the end. I it was us or them. They had a bag, man. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm I'll not say saying it. that. I, I, I'm just saying it was... Uh, 
Dudley can tell you probably better than anybody, but it was uh, it was it's, it was down to us and them. I love watching him play, and uh, I remember I still remember that SEC tournament game where Stephen Hill hit a turnaround jumper jumper and, lo- and loft and missed it at the end, and we ended up beating him. I think it was the quarterfinals, if I remember that at right. Georgia Tech, I believe it was yep. the semifinals. That was the year of the tornado. Okay, it was the semis, and so they went. To I, the I believe that's right. They went to the championship that year. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, keep, they played uh, Arkansas played, played Georgia. Georgia. That year. Georgia had to win what? In, Two in a day. I, I remember all the details. Georgia won four games to win the tournament. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And uh, we played in Georgia Tech's gym. Yep. I was uh, that one. That was you, did you? You might have just said that one. Tor- the tornado yeah. year. That was a tornado yeah, year. Tornado. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just I, my brain froze oh, for eight, a sec. I believe that was. I believe that's right. Uh, other news here in your hog update. Hagen Smith won the uh, Golden Spikes Award Performance of the Week. You've had two Golden Spikes winners from Arkansas, Ben, ben Intendi and Kevin Copps. Uh, Hagen, if he keeps pitching like he did on Friday night, definitely going to be in that discussion. Uh, other baseball news. David Horn shared earlier this week a timeline for Peyton Stovall. Uh, here's what he said in regards to the Arkansas infielder. So I'll just say right in the middle. I'll say five. So maybe a couple more weeks. But he's moving around good. He's throwing. You know, swinging the bat off a chair. Whatever we can do to just keep him going. And uh, as soon as he gets cleared where he can start seeing live pitching, we'll have some of our guys throw to him. Plus, he's standing in on guys getting loose in their bullpen. We're just putting a screen in front of him, so we don't want him to try to jump out of the way with a broken foot so or get hit in the foot again. But everything we can to speed him up, he's trying to do. He wants to play, and he's already told me, when I get back in the lineup, I'm never coming out. <laughs> so I hope that's the case. It's going to be interesting to see how he moves the infield, who gets either yanked or maybe moved in that position at some point because, it's well, again, it's, it's going to be you, about six weeks. I think a lot of people believe McLaughlin stays at first, you put Stovall at second, Aloy, and then Holt over at third, right? Yeah, Spraylot didn't have the best weekend in the infield. Um, it was accounted for, I think, four errors. Was should have Phil was talking about should have only been given two. That might have been scored wrong, but that is uh, I, when 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 Hope, excuse me when Stovall does come back. I'm curious how Dave kind of shuffles that infield a little bit. Defense is going to be the difference between being in a position to win this thing at the end in Omaha and not. They've got pitching. Hitting will come around. I'm not worried about that. They've signed so many good players. It's a, and, and, and these hitters will hit. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any doubt about that. You always have to shore that defense up. That was the one thing that I saw coming out of. Uh, I'm not concerned about the hitting. The pitching is going to be fine, too. Um, situational defense. Pop-ups to center field with a man at third who catches the ball. Um, you know, sometimes routine plays. Um, how do you handle defense in key situations? That, to me, is what has separated and will continue to separate uh, the teams that win it all. Uh, you don't bash your way to a national title, and you don't one-hit your way or no-hit or you know shutout after shutout your way to a national title. It just doesn't happen. At some point, it catches up with you. But if you play great defense every day and you've got – and you are good, really good offensively and really good on the mound, and you're really good defensively, those are the teams that stand at the end. All right, well, that's good. Not to open a wound, but we all remember a defensive play down the first baseline that was the difference. Yeah. All right, last thing here. uh, Woo-Pick Classic this weekend. So you had the Razorback Classic last weekend for softball. Now you got the Woo-Pick Classic this weekend. They start their games today. First pitch against South Dakota at 4 o'clock. All games last weekend, they weren't on SEC Network+. Plus. 
this weekend they are. So again, all of them on SEC Network Plus. They play SEMO uh, and FAU at 3 and 5.30 on Friday, and then they'll play South Dakota State on Saturday, and then SEMO on Sunday at 12.15. So plenty of uh, plenty of softball this weekend if you want to watch. They had nearly 3,000 people uh, for, I think, opening day this last weekend. I would expect uh, with the weather. Last time I checked, you're supposed to have pretty good weather this weekend yep. as well. It's kind of coming back. We've last two days been a little colder than it's been, but uh, should have some good weather here in northwest Arkansas this weekend. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua Sign Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Also, a text uh, on the um, on McClarty Dana Hotline about escargo. I think I'm going to forgo that. That might be the one item that we've gotten texted in this morning that probably not going to. Again, it's all in the preparation. Yeah. If it's yeah. prepared right, you might like it. Chris says it's very similar to mussels. I've had mussels. Yeah. Well, mussels had, are great. Yeah. How about caviar? You ever, uh, you ever done uh, caviar? That was just all, all this fancy frou-frou stuff sometimes is just. <laughs> toss it i i've had caviar one time ever and you'd never guess who was at the table with me chuck no no. (laughs) no much 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 higher brow than chuck uh one of them works here Derek. yeah okay me and ruskin and bo mattingly we were (laughs) we were having dinner in dallas i'll i'll let you guess who ordered the uh the caviar oh (laughs) But it's the first time I tried it. It was, you know, it was, it was interesting. Yeah, for the discerning palate. Yeah, he uh, when I interned for him, he cracked me up on some of the the clothing and items. He, yeah. he dressed well. I, I learned occasionally you have to to dress nice, and I What's just the, some of his uh, some of his taste kind of cracked me up when I was a sophomore back yeah, in the day. Intern caviar. I don't even know. I don't know. I'll tell you what. Whatever they charge is not worth it. Not worth it at all. I don't. Well, you ever it. tried it? Yeah, once and it's right. and it was at a, it was a fine establishment, but it's, again, that fancy stuff. I am a middle class yeah. to my core kid. I and or young man, you can call me man if you want. You don't have to call me that. I don't really care. That is my. I'm middle class to my core, and I won't st- stray away from that. I'll be driving a Toyota Camry for the rest of my life. I'll be eating the same pizza for the rest of my life. I'll be drinking the mm-hmm. same natural light for the rest of my life. Well, you said you wanted to be married by 35, right? Yeah, that's the timeline. Well, Chuck. I don't know that the bait that you're throwing out there yeah. right now is going to get that done. Yeah. Apparently, you can buy it at Walmart. Alcatraz caviar is almost three grand. Three grand? Yeah, I don't. At Walmart? I look. How much? Up. How much caviar are they giving you? Like 500 Not pounds? Much. No, no. I'm sure you tried it at Chanel on the Sunday brunch every I, every week. On that note, Ty, were you one of these spoiled kids that oh, would yeah. only eat chicken tenders? Yeah. 
You know, there's all these kids out there. All they'll eat are chicken tenders. So my palate changed as a kid. My my dad was pretty pretty like it was like, hey, you need to eat this. And I didn't initially like all the stuff that was put in front of me, but I, I'm not. Again, I, I'm not. I wasn't a spoiled brat. I was close to it, but <laughs> I you were spoiled, but you weren't a brat. Yeah, I you can. Okay. I guess you can say that. That's a little hard to believe. I, go ahead. Yeah. You sell that to somebody else. Okay, okay. Not buying. Enough of the enough of the bashing of me. This I was morning. just asking. I was just asking. It's a fair. It's a fair question. And uh, again, I'm going to be harsher on my kids than my parents were mm-hmm. with me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can take that date. to the bank. Start with a date. Okay. Start right. with a date. That's true. Chuck, can you eat? Caviar with ranch dressing. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> I don't know. Ranch is the greatest <laughs> sauce to pair with anything. I mean, it, it virtually goes with everything, every meat. Um, What's better, ranch dressing or cheese dip? Probably cheese dip. <laughs> it's close. Yeah. It's close. It is clucked. Chuck, see, Chuck is a fellow ranch defender. You're a blue cheese snob. No, I'm not. And I like you, ranch. You bash me every no, time I, I like get ranch. ranch. And I, eat I just think with... With buffalo wings, you go with with blue cheese. Yeah, well, I get anytime I'm with. Tommy. If the wings are good, you don't need either. Well, that's true. That is very true. No, I'll give you that. All right, so we had a, a caller in the first hour. I, I want to come back to this. Jimmy Conway was very, very emphatic about how he felt with NIL. Here were his thoughts, and he's pretty spot on when it comes to this discussion. The university is, is saying we're making this, this, and this, and we need you to get more. We're going to put you in the end zone and charge you more because it has a chair back, you know? How stupid do you think I am? You know, <laughs> that's ridiculous. But another NIL deal, you know, SMU paid players in the 80s. It's kind of weird that they're relevant a little bit in football again now that you can pay them again. I will say Rhett Lashley is doing a, a really good job right, well, right there, Arkansas zone. But to his point about NIL, Again, when the University of Arkansas, this is other schools, it's not just a, a Fayetteville issue. When the SEC, it, it's like boasting and bragging right. about how much money they're getting from uh, the said the contracts. You see the television contracts or the conference distributing revenue. One, a lot of fans don't understand that that can't be used to NIL. It could. It's currently constructed where it's not able to. Two, it's a bad look. And Chuck, you alluded to it earlier, and I didn't think I, I didn't think about this vantage point. Like we're below the Mason Dixon line. There's not exactly high rise after high rise everywhere. People are hard working. They spend their money on their kids and their their house and stuff like. We don't have just all this free money to invest. And the ones that do, it's it, it's it's expendable to a certain degree. But it's you can't just keep asking for it. So it is again. It's frustrating for people like Jimmy. For a lot of you listening that feel like you already contribute a lot to the university in some way, shape, or form, and now you're getting pegged for more money, which I completely get where he's coming from this morning. Oh, I understand people's frustrations. Um, it's like two classes of people, and I get people's frustration on that on that part. This is the structure. This is the setup, at least for now. And, um, you know, the bad part in all this is that, you know, you've still got to recruit in this environment. you still got to go sign kids. And ultimately, coaches are hired and fired based on whether or not they win. And so, I mean, you've got to play within this system, and it is frustrating. I, I can assure you for everyone involved. I don't think that, uh, you know, I don't think a lot of the people that, that, that work within this every day are happy about the system. But there's really not anything they can do about it, and their charge is still to win games. Um, this is not sustainable. Um, everyone's known this for a while. 
the thing that I do think, and I don't fault the schools for this because this is just kind of the way the game's constructed now, it further creates two classes of people. The truth of the matter is the person out there who, um, you know, has, has, has given the minimum and has bought end zone seats or upper deck seats, um, and they're not part of the NIL game. You know, they're just not because they're giving everything they can just to go to the games. And the last thing in the world they're going to be able to do is give more money, you know, give more money of theirs to the NIL so a college kid can live better than them. Um, They're just not going to do that. But the reality is there are people out there. There are people out there that give to that, that live very well. And they like to be able to feel as though when their team wins that, they had something to do with it. And so they put some skin in the game. And those people are the ones that athletic departments and NIL collectives pursue. And the argument of the guy that's sitting in the upper deck falls on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. And little by little, year by year, season by season, these people feel a little bit more left out of the process. So And... You still need those people, and because this system, the way it's set up, is 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 going to blow up. I mean, it's going to blow up. It's just a matter of when. And it's again, it's affected professional sports already. Now it's it's got in the college game, and it's it's continued that direction. I'll give you another example. So uh, Arrowhead Stadium is going to be renovated for like eight hundred million dollars. It looks like, and there are a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans that are upset because they're going to be priced out of their said seats, and that is a professional franchise that has had an insane amount of success the last couple of years and they feel like the hunt family uh, feels like that they can take that next step and upgrade which arrowhead probably needs to be upgraded oh, yeah. to a certain degree you've been there i've been there but it, it, it it's just the change the way that that sports is becoming gone are the days that people will sit and arrowhead's kind of the exception because again that fan base is about as passionate as any college fan base in the country but we are just trending towards a time where everything's on television. It's easily accessible here on the radio. And that didn't always used to be like that. And so they want to make it more attractable. And that comes with a cost that goes up in almost every single case. Yeah, but now that's not the NIL. I, I mean, Arkansas con- colleges continue to do things like that. I mean, they're talking about changes at Bud Walton Arena and other schools have major construction projects going on with with their athletic facilities. That, that's separate from NIL. Yeah, you're, you, the price of going to the games goes up, generally speaking, when there are renovations like that. And so you've got that and mm-hmm. you've got the NIL. Oh. Yeah, which and, and you've got the NIL. And you can't commingle those funds right now. Yeah, and, you know, tomorrow is the season ticket renewal deadline for football. And I, I just want, you know, guys, families are making hard choices right now. We, we we gloss over because sometimes things don't affect certain ones that the way it does others. But you mentioned the people that are not being able to to give to NIL because they're giving all they can to have their their seats in five hundred three or whatever. Um, you know, I'm just wondering: Are we pushing to the point because of just the situation that we find ourselves in when we go to the grocery store, pay our electric bills? You know, are those fans having to make choices between living and going to games? I mean. We don't think that way sometimes, but that's a reality for some that are in in the stadium. You can't price out your next generation of givers 
And sometimes I think schools do that without even realizing it. There are a lot of people in our state, and I suspect it's this way throughout our part of the country and other uh, schools. And, uh, you know, we deal with the South, but there are other, obviously, other parts of the country as well. But I suspect that there are a lot of people out there who, um, if the pricing structure when they were growing up had been what it is now, they might not have gotten to go to games. May not be. I can just tell you in my own personal in my own personal case, I'd have probably never been to a game. My career might not not have gone the way it went. And my point is, is there are a lot of people in our state. We are still a relatively, by comparison, poor state. We admire as a state. We admire the people that pull themselves up by the bootstraps and improve their lot in life. We admire those people as we should. Well, a lot of those people, if you don't expose them to the product, and I mean in person, not just on television, in person, if you don't expose them to that product when they're at a young age, at an impressionable age, don't expect them to be a fan or a giver to what you do when they're adults. And don't think that you suddenly acting like they're important um, is is, is going to sway what they know you really think about them. Um, so... You can't price these people out of the market because you don't know. You don't know that you're not pricing out your next, you know, the next name on the stadium. Yeah. yeah. The next mega donor. And, yeah. And, and to that point, it's not just the product, Chuck. It's a winning product. Which you well, have- it doesn't have to be a winning product. Arkansas is not always one. Arkansas is not always one. Going to games, making that part of your family life, making that part of your tradition, your heritage, who we are, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to win. Don't act like this is a program that's won championship after championship. And there are lots of us. There are lots of us who were exposed to this as a young age. We loved going to the games. We didn't care if they won or not. We didn't care if they won or not. We were exposed to it, and it had a profound effect on our lives. You can't price a generation like that out. You can't price them out. You're making a huge mistake if you do it. Yeah, and the pricing, I agree with you 100%. It's not always about winning. Here's what I'll say to that. Your level of fandom, Tommy's level of fandom, even my level of fandom is different than the current young man, or and I'm not even young man, the kid today. It's the most fair-weather fan group. They follow more individuals than anything and I remember, at least from my vantage point, you were talking about your vantage point earlier, my vantage point was the wins. The reason I became an Arkansas fan is because of what Matt did in 2002 in Little Rock, because of what Darren did in 2010. I'm not talking about championships. I'm talking about getting close to that point, because we I mean, haven't done anything in 30 years, basically. I'm talking even getting close to the pinnacle, which they did a couple times. That's always going to be important when developing and cultivating the new fan base, to me, we may disagree on this, is that winning aspect. And you haven't had it in 10 years, unfortunately. You've got to get back to that. If you, You're not going to develop that next generation of fans from the pricing standpoint you're talking about, but you also got to win some freaking football games. I'm not you, talking about 16, 18, 20-year-olds, Ty. I'm talking about 7, 8, 9, and 10-year-olds. And I, I'm talking about winning does not matter at that age. It's going. It's, it's developing that pattern of going. Yep. But kids today are not the same as you guys were growing oh, up. I they flock that. to God, do I winning. Yeah, <laughs> they flock to winning. They're the, again, they're the most fan fair weather yeah. generation we've ever had. So if you don't win, even if they grow up in this state, they're going to find someone else to cheer for. 
That's just how it is today well, in today's but, day and age. But, 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 but that crosses all economic lines. You're right, but that's not really the point that I'm making. That's not really the point. You're talking that I'm about making. the memories. You are, yeah, the memories you are right that you know you've you, you've got to have a program that's attractive to people. There's no doubt about you're, that. You're talking about wearing but that's down. That's not really dad. what I'm talking about. You're talking about wearing down dad day buys the dipping dots. You're talking about the, the whole the whole experience of going to the game and being immersed in it. Yeah. Well, and and part of it is you got to make people feel like they're important. Just like any business, when you go to a business, when you go to a store, if you feel like they're happy to have you and they appreciate you being there, it's a pretty good chance you'll go back. If you feel like, hey, you know, I was really interrupting their day, um, there's a good chance you won't go back. And that's just that that that's kind of how this stuff works too. You got to make people feel important. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.